American Financing is our sponsor this half hour. Um, yesterday, I did a show on uh, on the economy and what was coming our way. And uh, please pay attention uh, because we are entering a new world and the economy is uh, not doing well. Uh, they're going to raise interest rates. You see this? The Fed said they're going to start tapering uh, and they're going to raise interest rates uh, early next year. Well, it seems like the economy is in really good shape, so it's, yeah. that's, this is the time to do it. Yeah, their only reason why they're doing this is inflation. inflation. The last time they did tapering, uh, the economy went into a tailspin. Uh, and uh, now, if they raise interest rates, the economy could go into a tailspin. Uh, that shows you that they know that inflation is out of control. So interest rates are going up. Now is the time to refinance your house, to get a mortgage, uh, to get a consolidation loan. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Okay, 15 seconds and uh, the national radio program begins. Glenbeck program. I want to talk to you a little bit about this this weird Alice in Wonderland world that we are finding ourselves in. I, I want to ask you what are the biggest issues of the day, and then I want to play some audio from those in Washington. It's the craziest damn thing I've ever seen. We go there in sixty seconds. The Glenbeck program. Relief Factor uh, is is here to relieve your pain. Works for about 70% of the people who try it. Costs you about 20 bucks to try the three-week quick start trial pack. That will tell you whether or not it's going to make an impact. If it's not changing anything in you, it's probably not going to. But they take f- four different things. You know, all these um, ibuprofen 800. It works one direction, one way. It hits certain things. Um, but not others. There are like four different ways to attack inflation uh, or yeah, inflammation. Sorry, you can tell what I have on my mind. Inflammation and uh, relief factor puts all four of them together. So there's a good shot that this works for you. Please give it a try. Get out of pain. Relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com. 800-583-84. So what are the biggest issues? I would say the border, right? Border is a big one. Uh, what are they doing? What are they doing on the border? Here's Maxine Waters cut seven. I'm unhappy and I'm not just unhappy with the cowboys who were running down Haitians and using their reins to whip them. I'm happy with the administration. We are following the Trump policy. He is the one that does not follow the Constitution and would not 
allow those seeking refuge to be able to petition to get into the country. What the hell are we doing here? What we witness takes us back hundreds of years. What we witnessed was worse than what we witnessed in slavery. Stop for just a second. Now that might sound like hyperbole or somebody who doesn't have any idea of what they're talking about. Every time you say these are the seeds of what were planted in Germany, you get attacked. How dare you say that? Do you know what that was like? Yes, I do. And that's why I think we should stop it. She's saying that being chased on horses at the border because you're coming here illegally. That's worse than slavery. Maxine, you're either out of your mind or slavery wasn't so bad. Which one is it? I know exactly which one it is. Out of yes, those two. <laughs> I, I do, too, <laughs> but amazing. I don't think she does. Yeah. OK, so let's say next big story would be what? Terrorism and uh, Afghanistan and the Taliban and what's going on there. Getting people out. People on the border that are coming through uh, next hour, I'm going to give you something from uh, Biden's first uh, border the security chief, the warning he is giving America on what is coming across our border is stark and hair raising. So let's find out what is our FBI. Uh, what's our FBI director worried about today? Uh, we, we do collect uh, information uh, very much about, uh, I think the category that you're describing, we put in the category of racially and ethnically motivated violent extremism, uh, of which the biggest chunk by far uh, is racial or ethnic motivation uh, favoring white supremacy. Mm -hmm. um, and so we collect information about that threat. Uh, we have, as you say, prioritized that threat at a national threat priority mm -hmm. level. Okay. So they're concentrating on uh, domestic terrorism because it has exploded and they're focusing on white supremacy. I think that's all what everybody in America is thinking. That's what the problem is and they should be concentrating on that one. Um, how about this? The economy. Gas is up a dollar. Up a dollar since this guy got into office. Your groceries are going through the roof. Meats up like 25%. Are they worried about inflation? Are they talking about inflation? No, they're talking about... Global warming. We've got to get rid of gas and oil. We've got to change the way our food is produced so it's sustainable. So much, this is so important to them that even genocide doesn't matter. Here's John Kerry in an interview with Bloomberg. He's asked about the switch off between working with China to combat climate change versus not working with China because they're committing genocide against the Uyghurs. Here's what he says. Another issue related to China is importing of solar panels, uh, because clearly a priority of the Biden administration is really addressing climate, but it's not the only priority. There are other things right. as well, such as the Uyghur situation in the West. Uh, what, what is the process by which one trades off climate <laughs> against human rights? Great well, life, you know, life is always full of tough choices wow. in, in, the, in the relationship between nations. Yes, we have issues. 
a number of different issues. But first and foremost, this planet must be protected. We all need to do that for our people. The population of China, 1.4 billion people, they care about clean air, clean water. They want a planet that is respected and that they can look to for future generations. And they need that as much as we do. So the hope mm. is that if mm. our cooperation can come forward on this issue, that could perhaps open the door to say, you know what, we did it there. Let's see if we can find a way to deal with cyber or deal with nuclear or deal with some of these other issues. The Uyghurs. And I believe there are clearly other areas where cooperation could produce something. Hmm. Yeah, I know a lot of people, the Uyghurs in particular, are very concerned about clean air at the concentration camps they live oh, in. Oh, yeah. You know, they, you know clean water. They'd like to have clean water. You They'd bet. like to have any water. Yeah. You know, that nice. would be great. That'd be nice. That would be great. They'd also like to be able to go outside when they wanted to. He actually, he actually compared what what he's doing to Ronald Reagan and Gorbachev. Mm. He said they had big differences, but they sat down and they worked it out. Hmm. Man, that, that's uh, uh, that's a bad one, comparison. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's one way to look at it. It's it, it completely is. incorrect. Well, but. what I mean, I don't know which one's worse. Is it is genocide worse or is a 0.8 percent Celsius temperature rise over a century worse? I don't know. I mean, they're basically it's the same to thing tell. to me. It is hard to tell. You know? It really is. It really is because you could see, obviously, over the past century, how much worse life has become. You know, all these climate has really been the story. Of the past century i want to read something this is from congressman billy long he's from missouri the seventh congressional district uh and he's written a uh, an op-ed for the washington examiner imagine this you're taking your weekly trip to the grocery store as the grocery store clerk tells you the total for groceries your first thought is no there's got to be a mistake it can't be that much but you pay, you push your card off to the side, you recheck the total item by item, and then sticker shock sets in. The clerk hasn't made an error. Welcome to America, Biden-Harris style. Hello, inflation. After cooking a high-priced breakfast in the morning, you head into work and notice the gas gauge is either broken or you're near empty. But gas is up 74% since January 20th. Now you realize that filling up is no longer an option. You tell the gas station cashier, yes, $15 on pump 12. Now with your gas gauge registering at just over a quarter of a tank, you hear on the radio that Americans are stranded at the mercy of terrorists in the Middle East. And now the world's greatest th superpower has been rendered feckless. Like many Americans, you're thinking, what in the world is happening to America? And how did it decline so severely in eight short months? I remember Jimmy Carter's presidency well. And as Yogi Berra would often say, it's like deja vu all over again. Those of us who lived through Carter's presidency felt positive that he would always be considered the worst president in our lifetime. Unfortunately, he has lost that title to our current president, Joe Biden. Today, inflation is hurting middle-class families. Excessive government spending is crippling our economy. A disastrous foreign policy is leaving Americans stranded. And China and Russia will soon be able to reverse-engineer $85 billion of our military hardware that we left to the Taliban. Biden campaign on building back better. The reality is nothing has been better since he and Vice President Kamala Harris took office. In fact, 
They and their team of Obama administration holdovers are actively working against the interests of the country. For their dereliction of duty in the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, their total capitulation to China and other adversaries, their calamitous open border policies, their disastrous fiscal policies, their servitude to the radical woke left, and their utter failure to lead the nation, Biden and Harris should resign. Biden's not up to the job of being president. It's a 24-7 job, and he has neither the mental acuity or physical stamina to do it. When presented with options from intelligence officials and from those in Congress with knowledge of the situation in Afghanistan, Biden either failed to understand or completely ignored their concerns and advice. Instead, he executed a knee-jerk, politically motivated, botched operation. From commanding officers, people in the country, his intelligence community, the Pentagon, the CIA, the State Department, and the intelligence committees on both sides of the Capitol, he was warned that the only way to get our embassy personnel, each American wanted to leave, and our Afghan interpreters, to get them out safely, the only way would be to use Bagram Air Force Base. When we vacated Bagram, it was a fatal error as had been predicted. To add insult to injury, Biden's State Department gave the Taliban all the leverage in the world to take advantage of the delicate situation. Most people realize that you can't negotiate with terrorists. Biden handed them the entire country of Afghanistan and our state-of-the-art military equipment on a silver platter. As a result, several Americans are stranded in Afghanistan. The Taliban now has U.S. weaponry and 13 American service members paid the ultimate price. All of this could have been prevented. To make matters worse, Harris claims she was the last person in the room when the decision was made to withdraw from Afghanistan to meet a photo op arbitrary deadline. If that's the case, she bears responsibility as well. In addition, the president and vice president have abdicated their duty to secure our southern border. Record numbers of migrants are pouring into our country. The drug and human trafficking business are booming. All the administration had to do with respect to the border policies was nothing. President Donald Trump was building the wall and the remain in Mexico policy was deterring illegal crossings. We saw dramatic improvements. Because they were Trump policies, the Biden administration hates everything Trump did, no matter what. We are now back to the dangerous open border days. This administration's incompetence and craven political nature are making people less safe. Meanwhile, in communist China, it's on the rise, forming an open alliance with the Taliban. Russia is getting an oil pipeline while American jobs are being destroyed along with the Keystone Pipeline. The Biden administration has already passed over a trillion dollars of deficit spending with another three point five trillion proposed. It's bankrupting our country with a progressive wish list. Furthermore, in an attempt to continue to politicize the covid-19 pandemic, the Biden administration now wants to mandate that all federal employees, workers and entities receive federal funding and workers at any private business with over 100 employees take the vaccine. Biden even said verbatim that this is no longer about freedom or personal choice. His administration wants to control your life and impose government regulations on your personal freedoms. 
This is a notion straight out of the communist handbook. I've always encouraged people to seriously consider talking to their doctor as to whether to take the vaccine or not. Receiving the vaccine should always remain a personal choice. When Republicans take back the House and the Senate, we will hold this entire administration accountable. In the meantime, someone must be held responsible for the disastrous state of our government. If the Democrats can impeach Trump for a phone call, Biden and Harris must be removed for their total and complete dereliction of duty. If the Democrats in Congress won't do their jobs and remove them, the president and the vice president should do the right thing for the country for once and resign immediately. That is from Congressman Billy Long from Missouri. Now, I just want you to know, while I agree with all of that, that leaves Nancy Pelosi as president of the United States. (laughs) (laughs) That may not be the, the best idea. But with that, but is, it's hard to say that he, that he sh, you know, should remain in office doing this job the way he's doing it, you know, and she's obviously a big part of this. But, she, you know, his his approval ratings are lower than hers now. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Well, when? she's in some ways playing this in, in, a, in a smart way politically. She's just trying to not be seen. She's trying to make yeah. you forget she's vice president. Yes. She has nothing to do with this. Yes. You know, everyone's like, where is she? Well, she's being smart. She's hiding. (laughs) Wouldn't you? (laughs) Yes. Thanks, Kamala. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. She is, she is um, side by side with uh, this president, though. And for him to have lower approval ratings than she has, do you remember just what two months ago, three months ago, the beginning of the summer, they were they were having meetings in Washington because her approval ratings were so low. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what to do about it, and they had all these meetings with all of these PR people. What can we do to get her approval rating up? Because she she can't survive this. His are now lower than hers, and that's with the press really not holding their feet to the fire at all. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. How hard is it to plan for the future? Well, if you're doing it right, the answer is usually pretty hard. You not only have to learn how to live within your means, and that can be pretty hard, especially when you're young and people practically throw credit cards at you. But you also have to learn when and where you can save money throughout the year. And that's not always the most obvious thing in the world. If you're fiscally responsible and you're a homeowner, I want you to give the mortgage consultants over at American Financing a call today. They're going to make the job figuring out where they can save money, where you can, and how much they can. Money that you will save month after month after month. Whether it's a mortgage refi or a lower interest rate or maybe even a consolidation loan, you should know. Get out from underneath those credit cards that everybody was throwing at you in the 20s. Get in into uh, a kind of loan that American financing can uh, give you, and it will help. You could save hundreds of dollars a month, maybe as much as a thousand. Call American Financing today, 800 906 2440, 800 906 2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID.
Seven in ten now view the chaos on the U.S.-Mexico border as a crisis and blame President Joe Biden and the media for it. Seventy percent feel the more the border is a disaster. And by the margin of 54 to 37, most likely voters believe that a crisis was created by Biden and not Donald Trump. I can't believe 54 to 37. How is this caused by Donald Trump? Biden gets few points for reversing the Trump plan. 13% call his performance excellent. 13. Wow. Yeah. Shooting for the sky there. There's probably 13% of this population that's in his administration. There's 13. <laughs> there's 13%. There's, there's more than 13% believe we didn't land on the moon. <laughs> I think I'm much more skeptical of the moon landing than I am of this he president a good doing job. a good job. 67% say his handling of the issue has been poor to fair with over half 52 rating it as poor. Now, here's the key. The media coverage is just as bad. 73% disapprove of the media coverage, which only started to focus on the border as 15,000 migrants, many from Haiti, camped out under a texas border bridge what would this be like if they covered it like a real news story because they covered it like a real news story and i think it was like march for a week and his approval rating on the border went through the floor as you'd expect and then they and honestly you can give them somewhat of a pass here as there have been non-stop various catastrophes they've also had to cover from afghanistan and everything else well let's not call them catastrophes there let's call them what they are humanitarian crises yes he has many of those though i would also include things like inflation and spending and uh, violent crime across the nation and all the other things that have popped up the numerous scandals that we've had in this administration in just a few months. So they've been all over the place and they haven't done a good job of covering those either. But the border started in March and it's continued and gone off the charts ever since to the point where the government actually had to adjust the top of their chart of how many people were crossing the border. They went off literally off the charts and they had to make the chart bigger to fit the numbers of people crossing the border and it has gone on non-stop since march and has totally left the media coverage until this new under the bridge situation popped and up. they're not really covering what's going on did you hear the the buses that the united states is providing to ship them to the airplane or wherever they're now hijacking they have hijacked the buses what yeah hijack the buses it's like con air we are screwed this is the glenn Beck program there are too many dog owners or pet owners out there that that don't want the absolute best for their best friend your dog is part of the family you want him to live a long and healthy life and be at his happiest What he eats has a lot to do with that. And if he's eating dog food, especially kibble food, he's not getting all the nutrients he needs. Here's some good news. Rough greens. It's not a dog food, but rather a supplement that you sprinkle on the dog food. And it's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in rough greens. Most dogs love it and will go crazy for it. That's how my dog Uno, that's how he is. He loves it pickiest eater i've ever seen until the day we sprinkled some rough greens on his food try it out now for your dog make sure they'll eat it they're offering a free little sample bag for your dog just to make sure they uh, they eat it 
Uh, all you have to do is pay for the shipping of it. And then if your dog loves it as much as Uno does or as much as President Miles does, Stu's dog, uh, just order a full bag and watch the changes in your dog. It's roughgreens.com slash back 833-GLEN33. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn25. Right now you can save 25 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. I know, right? Mm. (laughs) Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Pat Gray is joining us from Pat Gray Unleashed now. Uh, Pat, I just mm-hmm. thought I'd give you some breaking news. Uh, All right. uh, Haiti is very upset with us now. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, they're saying that uh, hmm. it was inhumane to just put people on a plane and ship them over. Wow. I kind of agree with them, mm-hmm. actually, because these people were not from Haiti. They had gone. Many of them. Many of them uh, had uh, gone away from Haiti, and now they're going to a place that they really don't know. That, well, uh, they were already going to a place they don't know. We should yeah, be that, clear. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have. It's hard to have all that much sympathy for someone who is trying to come here to break our laws and get into our country it and is. winds up back except, in their home country. Except yeah. our own nation is inviting them. Yes, I, uh, I there, mean, it's it's more complicated. Yeah, it's than, more than complicated that, than I that. Would say. I just I just wanted to point out another country is mad at us. <laughs> Wait, no, no. Actually, we've uh, we're back. America's back. Oh really? Yeah, uh, okay. we're we're back. People okay. love us again. Mm-hmm. Is the that respect why, we demand is yeah. now here after Donald Trump ruined it? You sure he didn't say uh, America is turning its back? No, uh, I don't think so. America is back, and that's why you can keep continuing to kick us in the ass. Is that <laughs> that's another face? Back that's our a, back. A kick me sign on yeah. the back of us. Uh, uh, it's yeah. uh, it's not good. So. Uh, yesterday there was a, a White House squabble with um, Boris Johnson. You know, they took the mm-hmm. questions mm-hmm. and uh, Boris said, yeah, BBC. Yeah. And he takes a question. Like any any leader would do in this Correct. situation. Happens Except, all the time. No, I, I've never seen it. Has it ever happened? I don't think so. Questions from the media? No, questions from another. Uh, he taking charge of it and then asking for the questions. Has that ever happened before? Where he takes uh, I, over for the American president and just starts oh, inviting questions. Well, usually what happens is they both get questions, yes, right? Yes, yes. Like, but it's usually the president who would say, yeah, let's open it. But he's so out of it that I think Boris think he is. control. I don't think he is that out of it. I, You know, yeah, I am comfortable saying he is out of it. I am <laughs> comfortable saying that. Yeah. But he, I don't know. I go I back and know. forth I'm, a little bit on this. Yeah, I'm not convinced that he's not very lucid when they you know jack him up with drugs or oh, at whatever po- at some points of the day yes but if you go later in the day that oh, which yeah. is why he doesn't uh then he's you know the medication is worn off he's yeah. getting a little tired mm-hmm. and then the dementia creeps back in yeah i mean he's there's definitely moments where he's having major problems with this stuff oh I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm reading peril this bob woodward robert costa book that's out mm-hmm. and you know the one that that talked about mark milley uh mm-hmm. c- calling over to china that's kind of what that's how the book starts uh, that whole exchange but i if you were to say that what is the one defining characteristic that this book is trying to come to to push across like what what is it trying to communicate to you obviously there's stuff about trump in there and how bad he is uh because that's a large focus of it 
But if there's one thing they're trying to push down your throat in this book, I would say is that Joe Biden is totally engaged in all of this. Oh, you got to be kidding that, me. I mean, that is every single one of these scenarios. <sighs> they go on and on and on and on about how engaged he is, how, how many questions he asked, how much he wanted to know every little detail. His staff was so annoyed with him because he kept asking for all of the little minuscule details. BS. I, I mean, That's BS. I don't believe it. I, so then it's Bob Woodward, who, you know, I don't have a problem saying, you know, doesn't necessarily tell the truth. Oh, in all sure. Of his right. Right. Um, could however, just be fake. Right. Mm-hmm. It could just be what they're trying to get across. Now, what's it interesting is. that about makes this, him just a tool, though, that makes that whole book simply a tool and Bob Woodward a tool. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't think I'm the first that. one that said that Bob Woodward's a tool. But <laughs> Woodward, though, <laughs> takes real sources Mm-hmm. and basically believes what they tell him. So in no this, matter what. Yeah, and mostly and mo- mostly no matter what. So like he'll get five aides from the Biden administration, right, that tell him he, Joe Biden is super engaged and here's all these stories. What I found interesting about it though was the book was written for example before Afghanistan turns into a catastrophe, right? Yeah. Before Co- the fourth wave of covid right at this point they're thinking oh he solved these problems oh he's going to get us out of afghanistan and it's a way of having showing biden as super engaged to take credit for all the wonderful things he's about to accomplish yeah well we now know all those things fell apart well his aides are liars uh and you know they are <laughs> yeah i think that's true though so, I, that's a legitimate and, and you look point. at the boris johnson uh joe biden meeting the other day as soon as johnson takes a breath his people are ushering the press out of there because they don't want Biden to be subjected to any kind of questioning. They know he can't do it. He's incapable of handling it. And so as soon as they can jump in, in mid-sentence from Boris Johnson, they rush everybody out of so nobody has a chance Play to ask Play that audio. Anything. Here's so the weird. Uh, it is. Here's the uh, audio. Okay, we're all done. And Biden just looks at it like yeah. he's confused. Yeah. I mean, it's really one thing does. to like, okay, the press conference is over. You stand up, you shake Boris's hand, you say something into his ear, yep. you act like you're on your phone. I don't know, anything other than just sitting there staring. But they know they must prevent disaster. And so that's how yeah. they handle it. They're, uh, they're shutting off his, sometimes in the middle of his, his at the, well, it's not in the middle, but at the end of his press conferences, when he starts to go off of script, they will just turn off the feed. Yeah, and, and it's They've done that multiple times. And to go back to this book for a quick second, they they do show him as hyper engaged in the policy details, the behind the scenes negotiations, all that. However, they also the book r- confirms something that we said throughout the entire campaign, which was they yes, they literally did build a wall around him so that he would not have moments with the press. He would not have questions that were that would surprise him. They said they built a, a wall around him to avoid longer interviews because they knew eventually he would say something that got into the press and screwed something up. Mm-hmm. And they basically confirmed that yes, he was hiding. And using COVID to hide in his basement, in his basement, so that none of this stuff would happen. My God! And just let Donald Trump, wow, be the focus of the campaign. Let him say his stuff. Let him tweet his stuff. Let him mm-hmm. do everything. Don't mm-hmm. make news. 
And that was the look. And I we said at the time, I think that's a smart way for Joe Biden to run a mm-hmm. campaign because he's obviously terrible. And mm-hmm. anytime anyone thinks about him, they can't vote for him. So yep. the only hope was make this all about Donald Trump 24 hours a day that's and act did. as if you're not even running for president. And that's what they did. So I think the next shoe to fall. And I don't I don't know. Uh, I mean, he could screw anything up. We could be in nuclear war tomorrow um, with France. Uh, the the uh, the next shoe to fall, I think, is the economy. If you look at what's happening yesterday, the Fed announced. Now, the Fed came out. The Fed chair came out, what, six months ago and said, we're not even going to think of interest rates until 2022, 2023. OK, that's a long way off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, they said they were going to end tapering, which is, you know, end the free money giveaway. They're going to end tapering. The uh, nightly thing that they give away to the 12 t- banks? No, not no, that. They're not going to end that. Not you don't want to end that. No, this is the 50 buy- billion a night to yeah. 12 banks. I know. I know. Trillion dollars Still. a month. Still. They are, uh, they are they're, they're, uh, going to taper off on, on their buying of stocks and bonds Okay, okay? Yeah. to keep the thing going. The last time they did that, the stock market went down dramatically and everything took a bath. Okay, so that's a bad sign. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then at the same time, they said, we're going to end we're going to end this. We're also going to raise interest rates next year. Wow. So they're going Mm -hmm. a year early and they've already made the statement where it's not even on the table. Now, suddenly it's on the table and they're going to do it. Next year, the, the well, economy inflation is inf- inflation is through the five point three percent that they're admitting to. It's probably more, worse than that. Oh, and it will be worse, worse than, than that. that by the end of the year. I and, mean, we're we're fortunate that it's not 40 percent right now. <laughs> and, you know, there, that are. could be. Yeah. In the future. I mean, and I think probably this was the first show that anyone in the audience, unless you're super into finance, heard about this Chinese company uh, that is going uh, under, yeah. it seems. Evergrande, is it? Yeah. Um, and they uh, are now not paying employees like this thing seems like it's you know it is it's going out of control and it's a, it's the have, Lehman Brothers of China have hundreds of billions of dollars in debt and it looks like they're not going to be able to make payments on it right and just that sort of force wow. with it with a with an economy that's tied in like it is now it's going to affect can't they yes, build China, an empty city that's they're the uh, ones who are building yeah, them. That's the reason. <laughs> I just build a new yeah, one. Yeah, no, yeah. Build a new giant city yeah, that no one will live in. One. Yeah, there's yeah. always a solution. So if they go down, we have almost 90 ships off the uh, coast of California trying to get into the Los Angeles port. 90 cargo ships for yeah. for Los Angeles to get backed up. They they used to say one cargo ship is a really bad thing. One cargo ship waiting. Okay, they want to move these things in and move them out. They can't get people to truck it. They can't get people to move it. I mean, no employees, no employees. We have 90 cargo ships. So if you're waiting for something, has anybody else noticed you're waiting all the time? Somebody came to the house because, you know, I'm two weeks away from finishing construction at my house. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so finally, it's going to there's yeah, light at the end of the tunnel. At the end of the tunnel. Okay. So somebody came yesterday <laughs> and they were giving me an estimate on something that will definitely happen in the next two weeks. So we're all done. Right. right. And uh, and I said, mm-hmm. uh, well, when 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 is this? They said, no idea. And I said, 
What do you mean no idea? And they said, I know I hate saying that because I seem incompetent, but I'm telling you <laughs> the the uh, suppliers will not even give mm. us an estimate on when it will come in. My gosh. And I said, have you have you ever lived in a time in America where this has happened? And she's like, no, never, never. No, I started thinking today about if you're going to do Christmas shopping, I want to get that done early this year. Yeah. You know, they're going to be shortages. They're going to be shortages of all these things. Right. Mm -hmm. When we get when if you're trying to buy toys for kids and stuff, it's already difficult if if it's a hot toy. This might be I'm I'm a total procrastinator when it comes to Christmas shopping. But this is the year I think I might pull the trigger. I'm having a really hard time finding a Teddy Ruxpin. I really, really? Yeah, I can't really? find them anywhere. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I have and I've been shopping early for it. Oh, you know? I have 12. Yeah. For yeah. my adult children. I need a <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin. Uh. Don't your adult children run your cookie company? <laughs> they actually right? do. And yes. you're buying them Teddy Ruxpins. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They just they run the company, but they're not that mature. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are making it's a cookie. It's a cookie company. I think this cookie should be four pounds. That's the sort of decision making you're getting over and there. And those are good decisions. <laughs> Very good decisions. Uh, <laughs> car shield. Uh, you might get away with rolling the dice for a while after your car warranty goes out. But, you know, something bad is going to happen. Your car you know, would be the first in history just to keep running forever. So something is going to happen. Uh, and right now, with the chip shortage and everything else, it could cost you a fortune. Your car is going to need repairs. And when it does, you know, you've got to be covered under something. If your car is not under warranty, you don't want to even look at the bill. Now, for covered repairs with Car Shield, it's the best. They take care of the uh, repair with your choice of mechanic. You get roadside assistance. You get a rental car. It's going to be a breeze. It'll save you thousands of dollars. And you don't have to write any checks. Car Shield. It's a win-win. They have put me back on track when I've been on a pin- in a pinch with two of my trucks up at the farm that are, you know, all lo- long out of warranty. I have Car Shield, and they are going to drive until their doors fall off. I'm not sure if that one's covered. CarShield.com slash Beck. Carshield.com slash back save 10%. Carshield.com slash back deductible may apply. This is the Glenn Beck program. Last night on the Wednesday night special, we ran out of time. I had to cut a bunch of stuff, including the solution section. Um, and it's really important. Last night, I, I laid out uh, how things are going to change here in America. We are no longer going to be energy independent. And I don't mean like that usually means, you know, we're going to depend on OPEC. I mean, you can't, you're going to be dependent on the federal government now. Uh, The federal government is doing everything they can to phase out gas and natural gas and coal fire energy. At the same time, by 2030, we'll be all of the fleet, all of the cars that you can buy will all be electric. All of them will be electric by 2030. Uh, that's going to cause all kinds of problems. So it seemed like a, some futuristic prediction, but these companies are literally changing their factories right now to do this. Like they, they are making the last versions of the cars with combustion engines. Ferrari. Right? General Motors. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. Ferrari, even Ferrari. Like I mean, Ferrari. like the, the racing, the, the companies that are known for their engines. Right. Gone. And, by 2030 and all of the consumer level stuff yes you know you know no one you know ferraris or ferraris like they could they could be crazy right but we're talking about like 
you know, Ford and General Motors and every car. I mean, I'll tell I, you, you know, people talk about what do I do with my money? Um, you know, there's I, I was thinking about buying. What is it? The new Charger? I think it is. There's a Hellcat, maybe oh. the Hellcat, the Hellcat Redline. Yeah. And I mean, I don't fast. I don't have any reason to have a Hellcat, but that's the last of the the real engines, you know, a a V8 engine, a big block American engine. Uh, And those things are going to go up in value because there will always be somebody that wants a big, fast American muscle car. And they're not going to be building them. I mean, this is it. Anything when you th- you turn it on, you room, that's gone soon, very, very soon. Um, by 2030, it will not be made. And I believe by 2022, 23, you won't find those anymore. It'll all be electric assist hybrids right away. By 2025, they're going to start weaning those out and it'll be all electric by 2030 and some of those cars are great there's there's no question about it but you know there's something lost of the american experience when you're getting oh, rid yeah. of Big combustion loss. engines oh yeah i mean that's you know it's that's america right and you're going to have a problem with energy energy shortages because of that i want to get into some of these things a little later on in the program probably in hour number three because it's really important for you to prepare for what's coming and uh what's coming is uh looks a lot like venezuela to me but uh what do i know we're going to talk about the border next this is the glenn back program hello america and welcome to the glenn beck program uh biden's handling of the border is just remarkable it's yet another humanitarian crisis. i don't i don't have a how many humanitarian crises can this guy cause in his first year? Bad on the border. Very, very bad. Uh, we have somebody who is down in Mexico currently, uh, Todd Benzman. He is uh, the author of America's Covert Border War, National Security Fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies. He, uh, he posted yesterday a picture of all these ids all over the ground as people are just discarding their ids why what's really going on on the border todd benzman joins us in 60 seconds the glenn beck program richard writes in he says glenn i've been taking relief factor for approximately three months and my recovery from pain has been remarkably faster ever since i started taking it i've even had days when uh i'm totally pain-free I can tell you, after several back surgeries, I never thought it would be possible. Thank you, Relief Factor. Richard, I'm glad to hear that. It's amazing what Relief Factor is doing for people all over the country, what it's done for me. I'm glad it's working for you, Richard. Relief Factor, it's not a drug, but developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. See if it works for you. I take it three times a day. I've been taking it three times a day for a couple of years. It's Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. 
The author of America's Covert Border War, senior national security fellow, the Center for Immigration Studies. His name is Todd Benzman. Welcome back to the program, Todd. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. A little bit tired, uh, but uh, doing well. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so you have been on the border. Tell us what the media is not showing us. Well, there are a few things. One is that the camp is almost empty. Well, it's, it's about uh, a quarter of what it was or about 4,000 left in it. Uh, it's going it's to close up here probably in the next uh, week or so. Uh, but the other thing is that most of the Haitians that are coming are not fleeing earthquakes in Haiti, and they're not fleeing presidential assassination or even grinding po- poverty. They are have been living in Chile and Brazil for many years, the ones that are coming in prosperity, relative uh, prosperity, and with resident cards and with permission to work in those countries. And they saw the Biden uh, opening, the Biden administration opening the border back in January, February, and they started to come en masse. And that is really uh, what is behind this, that these people are not asylum seekers like a lot of Democrats are saying, lawmakers on the, on the progressive left talking about you know, we have to bring in these uh, poor people who are in dire straits. They are not in dire straits at all. And I think people need to understand that when they apply for asylum, uh, they will be lying and committing mass asylum fraud because they're going to skip over the fact that they were living safely and securely in these other countries. And that is why I'm finding ID identification cards all over the Mexican bank. The I see these these <laughs> cards you took a picture of yesterday. They're all IDs. They all seem to be from Chile. Uh, a few passports from Brazil. They just discard them. Um, why? Why all of a sudden in Chile? I mean, Chile's a good country. It's a nice place to live. Why all of a sudden is everybody trying to abandon Chile to come to the Haitians to come to America? Well, I'll put it this way. Uh, I was in Costa Rica reporting on the interna- the international nature and makeup of the new migration that's coming to the border from 100 different countries, including the Arab Middle East and countries of terrorism concern all over the world coming right through that area. And I interviewed a Haitian who I asked him that question. I said, you know, what's what's the difference between uh, Haiti and Chile? And he says, well, life is a thousand times better here in, in Chile. I said, well, why would you leave a life that's a thousand times better in Chile? And he says, because life in America is a million times better. I mean, in Haiti, it is a million times better than in Chile. So uh, it's an upgrade. They're just simply going from good to what they think will be better. And, and that is a far cry from an asylum claim of government persecution. And it's a really far cry from what progressive lawmakers and immigration advocates are claiming is desperate poverty and dire straits. None of these people were in desperate poverty. They were making a living. They may not have been rich, but they were working class and middle class. And some of them did really quite well. You can see it. They're flying around the country on air tickets. Mm. 
Um, did they organize this on their own? Why? It seems weird that all of a sudden all these Haitians show up at the same place at the same time. Okay, I can explain that. I spent a lot of time with Haitians really drilling down into their stories, their very recent stories. Uh, here's, I'm going to try to give you the quick version because I know you're, you've got uh, only so much time. But the Biden administration asked the Mexican government some time ago to station its National Guard on the southern border with Guatemala to slow and to slow roll the number of immigrants coming from Mexico, from Guatemala through Mexico to the U.S. border. And the Mexicans did that with a kind of uh, bureaucratic um, molasses, mm-hmm. uh, re- requiring uh, these Haitians to apply for temporary permission slips to be in Mexico and asylum and different kinds of things. And, and they weren't getting an answer for months on end. They're just stuck down in Tapachula on the border there until thousands of them built up. And what they told me is that on September 12th, while they were all waiting three, four, five, six months, and they were getting uh, very antsy and causing disruptions in the area, they were told that the Mexican government said that the Mexican government just said, forget it. You can all go now for the Mexican independence holiday of the week of 12 of September 16th. You can go without papers. Just forget your claims here. Go. And so Why? This, particular, this particular, because they needed to clear them out. Okay. Uh, they needed, they were backlogged in Mexico. Mexico did not want them. They passed that problem to the Americans in violation of whatever diplomatic agreement they had, by the way, with the Biden administration. So these particular Haitians, this particular group of 15,000, and there's supposedly more on the way, Mm. were just simply released. They all had the same story independently about El Grito, which is the Mexican holiday of that week. And I'm thinking the Mexican government probably intended to provide that holiday gift to their own people <laughs> because, mm. uh, you know, yeah. So yeah. that's that's the short-term story. The bigger picture is they were all headed to the U.S.-Biden border anyway, because they knew it was open and they're still coming in large numbers in other parts of Texas outside of the media lens, uh, uh, range. So I've, I've read about two buses that have been hijacked as they are being taken someplace. Is that true? And is there more than two and what's happening there? Okay. I can explain that. Uh, the Biden administration did something very uh, weird for the Biden administration, and it shows how desperate they were to make this political blot go away fast. They took a card, uh, they took a play from the Trump playbook and started doing repatriation flights of these migrants from Texas all the way to Port-au-Prince. Now, remember, these people have been living for years away from Haiti in these other countries. And so to have to go to be deported wow. to Port of Prince was especially acutely painful for them. Uh, I talked to a lot of immigrants yesterday and the day before in Mexico because they were fleeing the camp in terror of having of the possibility that they might get deported. 
And what the Haitian friends who have been deported were telling them is stay away from the buses. Don't get on the buses. Don't get on the buses. Those buses are going to the airport and you're going to end up where we ended up. And right about that time is when the violence started on the buses. So my, uh, my speculation, my informed speculation is that these seizures of buses and the violence on the buses, uh, and there are other cases of violence uh, against ICE officers. They are attacking ICE officers every day now because they do not want to be repatriated to Haiti. But having said that, repatriation to home countries like this is incredibly effective more than oh, anything yeah. else, that is probably what has shut down this camp. It stopped anybody new coming in. And all of the Haitians that I talked to, at least a thousand that I saw on the Acuna side of the river, the city of Acuna, uh, were fl- uh, fleeing this idea that they could be deported. And I also spent time in the bus station in Acuna, filled with Haitians buying bus tickets back to Tapachula, Mexico, back to where they came from. Uh, That is happening, uh, Glenn. So, uh, but the question is whether the Biden administration will hang on to that policy and keep using it because it would shut this crisis down if he applied it to all nationalities across all of the border. But he's under huge pressure from his left they are killing him. They are clubbing him for for using that policy. So tell me about the um, uh, the number of of people that have come in uh, illegally uh, from other countries other than Mexico and south of the border, uh, terrorist states. Right. Every year there are uh, thousands of people coming from. 35 to 40 countries of mass, what we would regard the intelligence community as a national security concern. That's going to be Afghanistan. They are coming from Afghanistan in small numbers. I expect greater numbers in the coming months from Afghanistan, Pakistan, uh, Bangladesh, Syria, Iraq, Iran, all of those countries have people coming through the same route that the Haitians are coming. I met uh, just the other day in Mexico, an Angolan who flew into Brazil from, uh, there's a, like a visa waiver between Brazil and Angola. And he came in and he was telling me about all these other African countries, Cameroon, Sierra Leone, Liberia, Senegal, Mauritania. And I've met immigrants from all of those places on their way here. Uh, lots of Yemenis, uh, intelligence mm. community sources tell me that the Yemeni problem is so grave because uh, quite a few of them are on the U.S. terror watch list that have been caught at the border, that there is a special unit that has been formed in ICE, Homeland Security Investigations, just to deal with the terrorist concern in the Yemeni population coming over that border. That is a true thing. Uh, They caught two in California this year, earlier this year, who were on the FBI's terror watch list. One of them was on the no-fly list in Calexico, California, 
CBP put a press release out about that. It was taken down within 24 hours by the Biden administration saying, what? You can't talk about this right now when we've got all these um, all this crisis collapsing our border management systems. Jeez. Um, Rodney, have you talked to any of the um, the the Border Patrol agents themselves? What is their morale like? Uh, It is just it's been it's been in the toilet for months and months. Uh, Keep in mind that this migrant camp that has attracted all of this attention is only 15,000. And I say only because you have to keep that in context with the fact that more than 50,000 a week are crossing that border, 50,000, 200,000 a month, every month for four months straight over 200,000 and uh, close to 200,000 for many more months, 1.5 million so far. And so it's a little bit, um, you know, hard to believe that the media is concentrating on these 15,000 when, you know, that's a, just a typical morning in Texas. Jeez. Todd, yeah. th- thank you so much. I'm sorry to call you, uh, Rodney. I was thinking about the uh, former chief that has come out, um, um, that uh, yeah. has just come out and released something, uh, I think it was yesterday, it was sent into Washington, uh, a report, and it is terrifying. It is terrifying. I read that. Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, he's finally free to speak, and I think everybody should listen to him yeah. and read what he's saying. And by the way, uh, you know, he, even before this, released a video to the troops as he was leaving, farewell kind of thing, and he said he has never seen more terrorists crossing the border than he did in his final months. Uh, and if you want to know more about that, uh, you know, the, the way that works and how they come through and what we do as a country about it, pick up my book, America's Covert Border War. It's all revealed in their what we do uh, as a nation programmatically. And the fact that we are having this horrendous border crisis is really threatening those counterterrorism programs that we have down there. Unbelievable. Todd Benzman, thank you so much. Author of America's Covert Border War. He is on the border now. Thank you so much. We'll check in with you again, Todd. Appreciate it. Um, by the way, the um, uh, the report that went to Congress, it said, you've got to pay attention to this border. Terror is on the way. I'm going to give you that letter and read it to you here in just a second. It's pretty shocking. Whether you're wealthy or not, you got a lot to keep safe from a cyber criminal because... It's not just your money. It's your identity. It could be your house. It could be anything. A lot is tied up in your identity. Your own credibility is one of them, not to mention your safety and the safety of your family. That's why getting the the, uh, the LifeLock for the whole family is no joke. You shouldn't ignore it. You shouldn't put it off because I guarantee you there are cyber criminals out there. And at one point in your life, you're going to be hit. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives, but LifeLock is there to help detect a wide range of identity threats. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but they will send you an alert in case if something happens, even if they just have a rumbling of it, they'll send you an alert and say, hey, have you done this? Then if you didn't do that, that's a cyber criminal. You will then have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. 
Let's hope you don't. Norton uh, and LifeLock are there to do their very best to keep you safe. Right now, save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25% now. Lifelock.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So they're going to start issuing federal charges against Haitian illegal aliens. <laughs> For what's happening down on the border, attacking uh, U.S. pilots, biting ICE agents, hijacking the buses. This is really, this is not America. And there will be another big terrorist strike on America. There will be. Uh, And it's going to happen because somebody came across this border. Or somebody was loaded into a plane that shouldn't have been loaded into a plane uh, on one of our gray tails. For the United States, they just they, they you know, they, they were actually just pulling people off the streets at one point. They're just come on, come on, get in, get in, get in at towards the very end. So those planes wouldn't fly half empty. And, what, you know, what's the process that happens after after that? Yeah, we know. I mean, you know, obviously, more than probably anybody else, how difficult it is to go through all of this and, and try to do this the right way. Is the government doing it that way? I doubt it. I doubt it. And, you know, I, no way they're, they're, they're already saying that there's problems, you know, on our bases where these guys are starting to be roving packs going after the women there. They should be sent back immediately, immediately. And I'll say for all the arguments to be made for pulling troops out of Afghanistan and Iraq, one of the things that was good about having troops there is that we had the best trained military in the world to deal with terrorists rather than them, you know, coming after everyday citizens as they shop here in the United States. I mean, the, the idea of fighting them over there was something that I know a lot a lot of people we've talked to in our military, people who served there, that was the thing they were mo- the most proud of was, yeah, they had to deal with a lot of really terrible things over there themselves, but they'd rather, they would rather have that sacrifice on them than uh, than on some kid going to school Mm -hmm. here in the United States. Mm -hmm. And those terrorist groups were so upset that we were there that they directed all their attention there. And our our military was very well equipped to deal with those people. Uh, You know, now that they have time to sit around and think, and other targets to plan, uh, we could be seeing a a growth of that whole uh, cycle all over again. China, the Chinese spokesperson said, time will prove that it was a mistake for the U.S. to regard China as its biggest adversary. Uh, Another September 11th suicide attack of terrorism will come again to America. (laughs) This is the Glenn Beck Program. Most people don't spend a lot of time, if any at all, focusing on self-sufficiency and preparedness. I've been a prepper before it was cool, and it's still not cool. So <laughs> that's a long time. Um, it's, uh, it was never common to homeschool. It was never common to prepare. But a lot of people now are preparing because America is facing severe problems, and they are going to affect all of us. The potential for things like food shortages in the near future isn't as small as either you or I would like. In fact, I think um, there are real deep food shortages that are going to start happening uh, in the next few years. Uh, I explained it last night 
uh, on the TV show, but it's really important that you pay attention and get ready. I'd like you to go to preparewithglenn.com right now. Save 50% off each four-week food kit that you order. That's $50 off each four-week food kit. Just order today. Your food boxes will arrive fast in unmarked boxes to protect your privacy. Don't wait until it's too late. Can't say you weren't warned. Preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. All right, head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. You can get that membership for 25 bucks off right now if you use the promo code Glenn25. It's Glenn25. All right, this is the Glenn Beck program. I want to I read something that the uh, chief of the U.S. Border Patrol, who just left the Border Patrol, Rodney Scott, wrote to uh, Schumer, uh, Schumer and Mitch McConnell and uh, uh, Peters and uh, Portman on September 11th, 2021. Now, he has been not allowed to say anything. He's starting now to get out from underneath his all of his, you know, uh, sworn duty uh, things so, so he can actually start to actually talk to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. He writes, in the position of chief of the U.S. Border Patrol, it's a career civil service position and not a political appointment. As chief, I was the most senior official responsible for border security in the ports of entry. I witnessed an unprecedented seismic shift in our border security and immigration policy that was initiated January 20th, 2021. I believe this policy shift in the associated public statements created the current border crisis of greater concern. I also witnessed the lack of any meaningful effort to secure our borders. Contrary to the current rhetoric, this is not simply another illegal immigration surge. This is a national security threat. This thing is horrifying, just horrifying. Today, on the 20th anniversary of the horrific 9-11 terrorist attacks, I reflect on the significant border security advances that we had made. I'm sickened by the avoidable and rapid disintegration of what was arguably the most effective border security in our nation's history. Common sense border security recommendations from experienced career professionals are being ignored and stymied by inexperienced political appointees. The Biden administration's team at DHS is laser focused on expediating the flow of migrants. Listen to that. The Biden's administration's DHS is laser focused on expediating the flow of migrants into the U.S. and downplaying the significant vulnerability this creates for terrorists, narcotics, smugglers, human traffickers, even hostile nations to gain access to our homeland. In my professional assessment, the U.S. Border Patrol is rapidly losing the situational awareness required to know who and what is entering in our homeland. The ability of the U.S. Border Patrol to detect and interdict those that want to evade apprehension is being degraded daily. Low-level, unsophisticated, and uneducated smugglers are illegally crossing the border and increasingly invading, evading ha- apprehension daily. To think that well-sourced terrorist networks, criminal organizations, and hostile nations are not doing the same is naive. The current situation is unsustainable and must be mitigated. 
Experienced secret, uh, experienced civil service staff within CBP, ICE, and DHF have provided multiple options to reduce the illegal alien, uh, alien entries and reestablish some semblance of border security through proven programs and consequences. Yet every recommendation has been similar, uh, 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 similarly, say it, Stu. Summarily? Thank you. Rejected. Okay. <laughs> Secretary Mayorkas <laughs> is choosing to ignore the sound recommendations of career government leadership, despite his own admissions that he agrees with them. Of grave concern is the fact that Secretary and other political appointees within DHF have provided factually incorrect information to congressional representatives and to the American public. Try that one on for size. He's saying the DHS now with the Biden administration is lying to Congress and lying to the American people. Furthermore, they have directed the U.S. Border Patrol to allow otherwise ineligible aliens to remain in the U.S. inconsistent with CDT, uh, CDC Title 42, blah, blah, blah. As a direct result of these decisions, control of our borders has disintegrated overnight. While the sheer volume of aliens is overwhelming, it is critical that policymakers understand that these mass incursions are simply not an immigration issue. These illegal entries are being scripted and controlled by plaza bosses that work directly for the transnational criminal organizations to create controllable gaps in border security. These gaps are then exploited to easily smuggle contraband, criminals, or even potential terrorists into the U.S. at will. Even when the U.S. Border Patrol detects the illegal entry, agents are spread so thin that they often ask, uh, lack the capability to make a timely interdiction. It is important to remember that a border is not a destination. It is just a transit point en route to our cities and towns throughout the U.S. This is not hyperbole. I urge you to request detailed information from DHS CBP on the number of individuals with terrorist screening database alerts that the USBP has arrested this fiscal year. Stu, let's see if we can get a FOIA on that. Okay. Um, to ensure you that you are not misled, please specifically ask for comparative data from previous years broken down by method of apprehension, encounter, and immigration status at the time of the encounter. Isn't that amazing? He's writing this to Congress and to the Senate. And he's saying, let me, let me give you that again. Uh, to ensure that you are not misled. Right. They'll release information that's unimportant to this point, right? Wow. They'll just avoid. Or they'll redact. That's the other thing they do all the time. I also encourage you to ask questions about the surge in USBP personnel assigned to the border in Texas. What national security and public health risks are we knowingly accepting in the areas these agents were pulled from? How many miles of borders are now going uncontrolled daily to facilitate expedited processing and ultimately the release of these illegal aliens in the U.S.? What threats are we allowing into the U.S. by continuing to accept a thousand documented gotaways every day? What programs or IT system developments have been shut down or significantly delayed due to limited resources being redirected to the mass migration crisis? What impact has the current crisis had on the ability of the Border Patrol to conduct thorough debriefings of individuals to determine intentions, threat, 
and to document transnational criminal activity. He goes into the numbers, which are just staggering. In addition to the clear national security implications of an uncontrolled border, it's unconscionable that as COVID-19 continues to spread, DHS would choose to voluntarily carve out policy exceptions to Title 42. These carve-outs do not appear to comport with any medical assessments that I have read. These policy carve-outs are unquestionably placing the lives of Border Patrol personnel, U.S. citizens, and the migrants themselves at increased risk. In October 2020, over 91% of total encounters by Border Patrol were processed under T-42 and expelled in an average of 90 minutes. I report A report I received on August 1st, 2021 indicate that nearly 53% were being granted exemptions from T-42, with the majority ultimately being released into the United States. Now that's, that's basically saying they don't have to have any kind of COVID test. Border Patrol lacks the adequate facilities and resources to conduct COVID testing without significantly increasing the risk of exposure and further degrading our border security. Therefore, any COVID testing is conducted on a voluntary basis by private non-governmental institutions. There's no mandated vaccine prior to release. Processing an alien that illegally enters the U.S. under T-42 authority can be accomplished in approximately 10 minutes while avoiding congregate settings where COVID-19 exposure would be increased. Consequently, processing an individual under Title VIII to include a notice to appear takes approximately two hours and is completed inside an enclosed processing center. If the alien will be transferred to ICE, vice released immediately on their own recognizance, or the time in custody will increase even further, 72 hours. Oh my gosh, he goes on and on and says how really, well, I'll give you this. I am extremely confident that the Biden administration, to include Secretary Mayorkas, are fully aware of the significant operational risk and the monetary costs associated with all of these pauses at which times reportedly exceed $5 million a day. It's important that we have uh, that we address the issues directly associated with the Border Patrol's mission. As a senior executive leader within the uh, the uh, Border Patrol, I was also privy to discussions that negatively affected security and legitimate trade and travel operations at our ports of entry. I I hope Rodney Scott uh, testifies. I hope Rodney Scott. I hope Rodney Scott becomes a name that everybody knows. This guy is extraordinarily brave. He tried to work within the system. Um, they just kept crushing and crushing and crushing. He is now retired and he is speaking out. <laughs> Will anyone listen? That's the, that's the real question. It doesn't seem like there's been a ton of interest from the media in this. There's not. You had that burst in March, as we kind of mentioned earlier, and you had the burst when, some of the footage came out, but it was really all from Fox News and conservative sources. The only thing that has brought the media to the party here when we're talking about the border are these pictures of uh, border agents on horses 
which now gives them a way to say that the border agents are bad. Now it's no longer a humanitarian crisis. Now they they can just say, well, look at how ho- horrible we are with, with immigrants on the border. And maybe AOC can show up in her new watch and outfit and cry again at an empty fence. I guess that's the, the next step here. But it does seem like there is a there's no interest unless they can come up with an angle that backs up the idea of oppression and all of these other things as opposed to what's happening to these people who you know some of them are actually just out there to break the law some of them believe they're they're completely within what the administration wants within the oh, I think they are they're there because they think they've been invited to be yes. there and that doesn't mean we should let them in, but it does mean that, you know, it's a different situation than um, than some previous border out- outbreaks. Uh, not to mention, you know, when you're speaking of outbreaks, as he mentions in the letter, serious concern here with COVID. I mean, we keep talking about, we keep talking about, well, we need to get everybody vaccinated for COVID. Why are you, why are you not vaccinating then people coming in from other countries? And you might think, okay, well, you know, they're on the border. Uh, what are they going to do? They have doses of the vaccine there they, they they offer them but if they say no they don't make them take take them excuse me they have johnson and johnson doses at the border um available and if they say no if they say no they're so like well the we're illegal... gonna respond look it's a personal choice guys oh, i mean you my. can't ma- what are we gonna do mandate the vaccine yes that's what you've been doing to regular citizens who want to go to their jobs People who actually are supposed to be in the country. That's what you keep doing to them. You're making kids mask up, but you won't make the little very least we could do is ask them uh, and make them take the vaccine if they want to somehow come into the country. And by the way, the question, if you remember this back and forth with Jen Psaki and uh, Peter Ducey the other day, Peter Ducey didn't even say it was reported like, shouldn't we be mandating these vaccines? That's not the question Peter Ducey asked. He said, shouldn't we be either? Are we asking uh, are we asking them if they're vaccinated and they have proof of vaccination or they have to complete a test? And the answer was, well, look, they're only going to be here for a few days and they're not intending to be here and they're not. If they show symptoms, then we're and she came up with all these BS excuses. They keep lecturing us that we have to have the vaccine because we're asymptomatic. Right. Asymptomatic transmission. Right. Which obviously this is a much easier disease and uh, to deal with if there is no asymptomatic uh, transmission so obviously we're well beyond that point here but 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 in that question was an option to just test them and even that she didn't say we we're doing now that is built into the biden mandate as well this one that's been proposed but shockingly no rule has actually been written yet i don't know if anyone's noticed this they just don't seem to be coming up with this rule. They made this big announcement two days before September 11th when he was in the middle of dealing with all of the press uh, catastrophes of Afghanistan after two consecutive months of growth in the rate of vaccination. We doubled the rate. Then he comes out with a mandate. And makes uh, no sense. And by the way, he doesn't have to do the mandate. The corporations are doing it for him. And American Airlines is being sued by many of their employees. We'll mm. talk about that coming up in a second. Real estate agents, I trust.com. It look, if you are looking to sell or buy your house, there is one 
company that can really help you. And this is a free service to you. It happens to be my company. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. These these people are vetted over and over and over again. They're constantly watched and monitored to make sure that everybody is leaving happy, um, that they they continue to have the five star ratings uh, and they are the best far as results go in the in your area. So whether you're buying across the street after you sell your house or across the state or across the country, we have real estate agents, most likely wherever you're going to be. Find them. Interview them yourself so you know the difference. These are really great real estate agents that have the track record that you need. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're really glad that you are uh, here uh, last night, uh, and please watch it on uh, Blaze TV. We're giving you a 25% discount if you would like to uh, join us and become family. Uh, just use the promo code GLEN25, 25% discount. I think that's the biggest discount we've offered. Uh, you can just go to blazetv.com uh, and use the promo code GLEN25 and watch last night's special on what's coming. I'm going to go over it here in just a second. Also, tonight, my interview with um, Ion Hersey Alley, who is remarkable. I'm going to talk to her about life in America. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Last night, I did uh, a chalkboard special, and I, I laid out the things that your life is going to be like what we should expect uh, for the American lifestyle in a relatively short period of term uh, time. Uh, and then I showed you why that was happening and how that was happening. I ran out of time to give you some of the some of the things you need to do to prepare. So we're going to spend a little bit of time on that this hour. We begin in 60 seconds. Uh, have you, uh, have you a good pair of earbuds, ones that are really, truly comfortable, ones that you like to read and, you know, something you can wear to bed. I don't know about you, but I, I like to listen to, you know, a book on tape or something as I get ready to fall asleep. Uh, and the Apple, uh, earbuds are just the worst. They're so uncomfortable. Anyway. I found Raycons. Raycons are about half the price of other premium audio brands, including the uh, Apple. They have 32 hours of battery life, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. It's a Raycon. The Raycon ear earbuds are the best. They're really comfortable. They last a long time. They sound great. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, you can get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Beck. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. Save 15% off Raycons now at buyraycon.com slash Beck. So last night on the uh, TV show, I did a... Uh, 
a three chalkboard show uh, and it was first describing what America is going to be like um, when this all comes down and it's coming down faster than you think. And you already are feeling it. Do you remember when they said just going to have to get used to the new normal? And we were like, I don't want the new norm. What are you talking about? New normal. I don't want the new normal. I want normal. But they have promised us normal with the president, right? Donald Trump, throw him out and things will go back to normal. Is this normal? Is this the way our president is supposed to behave? Are these decisions that he's making normal? No, of course. No, it's not. So then why are we listening to them when they tell us they're going to bring normalcy back? They're not going to bring normalcy back. They're bringing something very, very different. They are recreating and transforming America into something that you will not recognize at all, even from today. And it's going to start happening uh, faster and faster. And I, I laid out a chalkboard last night that, that shows that we're headed for massive shortages and you need to prepare for this massive shortages in energy, in food, in the things that you already are feeling. You're going to a you're going to a store and you want to just pick something up. And they're saying we're all out of that. We don't have that. It'll be I don't know, maybe a couple of months before we get that in. Are you kidding me? This is preparing you for a much lower standard of living. And I don't know how low it could go. It could go to Venezuela. And don't laugh that off. We have been on this course now for almost 20 years. I'm telling you that we could be Venezuela in the next 5 to 10. That is not unreasonable. I think we could be Venezuela, quite honestly, in the next 4 So prepare yourself for a much lower living standard. Prepare yourself for shortages of energy, beef, fruits and vegetables. Prepare yourself for blackouts and brownouts. Prepare yourself for your savings devalued by about, hmm, let's say, 40%. I'm being kind. Zero privacy on your money zero privacy your banks will become a big brother you're going to have to get used to collective rules this is good for the collective but it it's horrible for me and my community doesn't matter prepare for that prepare for schools to be only teaching your kids to be activists or to work for a giant corporation. Those are the things that you have to prepare for. And by 2030, prepare for no ownership and no one to blame. No one to vote out. Have you noticed? Let's start there. Nobody takes blame for anything anymore. On Afghanistan, who's really responsible I mean, Joe Biden says the buck stops with him, but does it? Is there any ramification 
The buck stops with me means I'm responsible. I'm not only going to take the blame, but I will take the repercussions of that. There's there's only one repercussion for Joe Biden right now, and that is his poll numbers are abysmal. He is now more less popular than Kamala Harris. Do you remember just a couple of months ago they were talking about how dramatically low her rate is and how nobody nobody could expect her to do anything in her career if she doesn't get her approval rating up? And they had big meetings in Washington. How are we going to get her approval ratings up? He's now less popular than she is. But is that affecting anything really? Do you hear anybody calling for him to be held accountable for the border? For Afghanistan? For inflation that is going through the roof? For the fact that we can't seem to go places that we've always gone to and do things that we've always done because nobody will work there anymore because it's it's better for so many Americans just to stay at home rather than go back to work is this normal well it is the beginning of the new normal there were five things that made America truly remarkable And they all worked together, especially in the 20th century. We had cheap and abundant energy. You go anywhere else in the world and energy is very expensive. Here we have more natural gas than anybody else. With the new oil reserves that have just recently been discovered and through fracking and everything else, we have more oil here than they did in Saudi Arabia. We have energy like nobody's business. We also have rare earth minerals. These are really important. Computer chips. You know the shortage we have? Computer chips, solar panels, all of those things need rare earth metals and rare earth minerals, and we have them. But because of environmental reasons... We're letting China mine all of theirs. And we're not mining for ours. It's off limits. We're no longer going to be looking for oil. Those, that's a thing of the past. We, we decided we're not going to have the XL pipeline. We're going after our big oil companies. We just had a, we just had a, a new board member or two added to what was it, Exxon's board, where they decided they're going to be a clean energy group, that they're going to be environmentally friendly, which is wonderful and everything, but you're an oil company. The price of gasoline has gone up 72 cents, I'm sorry, 72% since January. 72%. It's gone up a dollar. Energy is being slaughtered by this administration. And believe me, they will not care if gasoline is $8 a gallon. They will not care because it will force you into a new green car. 
I've talked about this before. I don't think people understand. Do your homework. The gasoline engine is over. This year is the last year for models to have pure gas engines. It's all going electric. By 2030, that's out. So what are you going to replace it with? We can't build any new nuclear power plants. We can't have any new coal plants. We're really left with solar and wind. Who controls all of that? As I laid out in my program last night, that's China. So you don't have cheap, abundant energy. In fact, you're going to have rolling blackouts. Mark my words. Massive, massive problems with energy. Let me hit just a couple of let me hit a couple of things that you should do on energy right now. If you are building a house or remodeling a house, double up on the insulation. Do everything you can get your get your houses, you know, weather stripped, do all of that now before there's a rush on all of that stuff and the price goes up. Because believe me when I tell you you are going to be you are going to be paying extra if you don't do those things. They're going to make home ownership extraordinarily difficult, and it's all going to be based on going green. So make your house as efficient as you can right now. When it comes to energy, you better have some sort of a generator. Now you can go out and get a generator, a diesel generator. But diesel, remember, is going to get harder and harder to come by. The only other option that I know of is natural gas. That's going to be harder to come by, but it's cleaner than diesel or gas. And, you know, maybe you already have natural gas, but find a generator. And if you can afford one, one that will run your house. Because you're going to, in the future, have rolling blackouts. When it comes to your business, because the next thing that was on my chart was cheap, abundant energy. That was number one. There are five. Number two is the American workforce. Number three was abundant land and farming. Number four is a strong dollar. Number five is a stable government. That's what made America great. Those five things. But... We don't have any of those five things anymore. Cheap and abundant energy is going away. Look at the American workforce today. You're killing your entrepreneurs. You're calling anybody that is paying taxes now a thief. Remember, 61% of the people that paid, uh, sorry, 61% of the American public did not pay any federal income tax in 2020. Or is it 2021? 2020. 2020. Mm-hmm. So no federal income. 61%. Now I would say, well, that's because of COVID and everything else. But are they doing things to get people back to work to pay taxes? The answer is no. And what are they doing? The, the 39% that did pay tax, those are entrepreneurs to the billionaires. Those people, they're under attack. Their businesses are under attack, unless you're a big Home Depot-style business. If you're a local entrepreneur, you have been under attack by this government. 
you to the point to where you can't even find workers now to help you. So the workforce is being slowly destroyed. Here's what you need to do. If you have a business, you need to begin local groups. They did this in California, and that was the only reason why they could push back on some of these COVID rules is because they got into groups and they invited attorneys to be part of the group. And it was just a local. It was I don't remember. It was named after one of the streets we had. We had them on once talking about it, but it's it was just a local group of people who are all businesses on one street and they all started to push back and they got an attorney and they made headway. They kept their businesses alive. You need to stand together right now. You need to start to gather as a local group right now. The American workforce, you just got to go to work. You have to go to work. The more you depend on the government, the more they will have control over you. Get yourself untangled from the government as much as you can. I told you years ago, spit yourself out of the system. It's pretty difficult to do, but very obvious on where you are in the system. The land and farming and the strong dollar I'll address in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Right now, we have got to stick together. We have to support one another. And when we have a company that will provide as good of service, or in this case, better service than what you're already receiving from somebody who works against your values, you got to switch. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. They have all of the same major towers, you know, that all of the carriers are on. So you're going to get the same great service, half the cost. Half the cost, but the same great coverage. Patriot Mobile has affordable, customizable plans for any family, and they donate a portion of what they make to conservative causes, unlike big mobile companies. So here's what I want you to do. Switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You can call them at 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Use the offer code Beck and save. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Last night on Blaze TV, I I lined this all out on uh, on chalkboards, and I showed you how they are taking these things and trashing us. Uh, the cheap, abundant energy. I showed you all of the bills that have been passed, all of the things that they're doing by executive order. The same thing with the workforce, what they're doing with unions, um, and how they are just making it onerous to be free and and run your own business. The next thing is abundant land and farming. This really goes to the spirit of home ownership and private ownership. We've always had a spirit of, I built this. This is the rest of the, you didn't build this kind of crowd. They were telling us in Afghanistan, you can't do this. And we said, yes, we can. They believe that you are the problem and they are the solution. American common sense and all of our documents and all of our history say the exact opposite. The problem is government, not the people. 
Well, they are working now towards a world where uh, land is going to become more and more scarce, and they're going to cause the scarcity. Did you know that the governor in uh, New Mexico just voted for 50-50? It's a program in New Mexico, and it's being encouraged all across the uh, country and the world, that 50% of the world's land will be set aside for climate change, some sort of climate control. 50% of all of our land will be taken to stabilize the climate. Uh, I didn't vote for that. Did you vote for that? She did it through executive order. It's exactly the same plan that Joe Biden has, but Joe is putting it into a 20-year plan or 25-year plan. He's, his goal is to have 30% by 2030. What they're doing to farmers now through the taxes, is cripple them. They are taking away the ability for the farmer who is not wealthy. I don't know if you've ever met a farmer, but they're not wealthy. To pass their land on, they're going to get hit with capital gains tax because they have to now pay when dad dies or mom dies and wants to give the farm, they have to pay the difference from what mom and dad bought that farm for to what it's worth today and claim it as a capital's gains. No one's going to be able to pay that. The American farmer will be snuffed out. And that's really okay because the World Economic Forum, as I showed you last night, has a plan for food. And it is terrifying. It makes Mao's five-year plan look like a happy place. Starvation will come if these people are allowed to do to farming all over the globe what they're planning on doing. The strong dollar, the stable government, all of these things you can find at uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn25 and save 25%. Also, my interview for the podcast available right now, uh, it's Ion Hersey Alley. If you know who she is, you know you don't want to miss this. If you don't, oh, please let me introduce you to one of my heroes. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So, so yesterday afternoon, uh, I uh, get up, I get one of my producers walks in and says, hey, Glenn, this just broke from the Fed. The Fed has decided, strangely, that they're going to uh, gonna stop buying so many bonds and things, which the last time they tried that, the stock market fell apart. Uh, and they think maybe it's time to raise interest rates. Excuse me? Time to raise interest rates? You said you wouldn't do that until 2023. Why the rush, Fed? Because they know. They know what's coming. Inflation beyond your wildest imagination. So they're doing everything they can, including interest rates, to call that money back in and get it out of the system. Meanwhile, the clowns in Washington want to spend another $4 trillion. 
American Financing, please, if you need a mortgage or a refi, you've got to get these mortgage rates while they last. 800-906-2440. Call American Financing or go to AmericanFinancing.net. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn25. You can save 25 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. So we just had a, uh, a new show start on the Blaze. It's wildly outperforming uh, for its age. It's been on the air, I think, nine days. And wildly, wildly outperforming anything. Uh, we, I don't think we've had a show start this hot ever. Um, and it's because it's honest. Two millennials that are just honest. And they're not, you know, coming on, trying to come off on expert as experts. They're just, in this case, asking questions. Well, apparently you can't do that uh, on YouTube. Uh, the channel got two red flags. You get a third one and you're off permanently. Not only did this affect their uh, the website for you are here, um, but also affected their own personal YouTube pages. They couldn't post uh, and one more violation and they're gone permanently. Now, gee, YouTube claims today it was just a mistake. It was just a mistake. And so now they're going to be issued just a warning. Now, why were they warned? They were warned because they asked this question. They are parading the fact that they know what we know about masks and all this pop culture, we don't need to wear those things. They're not helping society. And YouTube can strike me for that, and that's okay. Prove to me the studies showing that masking children is preventing child death. Yeah. Show me the fact that the, the, the staff at the Emmys wearing masks and the, the celebrities not wearing masks prevents anyone from dying. You can't, because mm -hmm. that's not science. It's not real. It's illegitimate pseudoscience. And the people pr like pushing this are just showing you they're not only above the law, they're above the public health orders. Yeah. It's disgusting. That's what got them two warnings. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, Sydney Watson uh, <sighs> is uh, joining us along with Elijah Schaefer. Uh, from the new Blaze TV show, You Are Here. Hi, guys. Hi, thanks for having us. You bet. So I'm disappointed in you guys. I would have expected much more. I know. <laughs> I, I thought maybe we would have said a name we shouldn't, or maybe I had something kind of fun. Maybe like... You would have Epsteined out. I had a nip, a nip <laughs> yeah. slip or something, and yeah. it was inappropriate for kids, but right. no, it was no. a question. So, Elijah, <laughs> tell me your background, because you... You went to school. You're not a, you're, you're not a nobody when it comes to... Uh, germs and disease and and things like masks. <laughs> a, is that a compliment? I don't know. You're not a nobody when it comes to germs <laughs> yeah. and disease. Well, that's Jeffy, but that's a different <laughs> kind of way. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, I, I don't have a PhD in science, but I do have a university degree and some grad school in molecular biology, specifically, you know, studying the, the mechanisms of virology and these delivery systems. I've even worked specifically on immunotherapy development. Um, I by no means call myself an expert, but I definitely think I know more about the topic than people who went to school to study programming that work in Silicon Valley. And being somebody who for my job for many years had to wear PPE and had to wear masks, 
how to take courses and training and know their effectiveness and exactly what they're for, understand that the Health and Human Services and the CDC to this day, if you contact them, never talk about the mitigation of COVID from masks. They use the phrase that they block particles, which is a vague statement that is true because they block sawdust, uh, some bacterial elements, spit, etc. But they never even on the box of, of the masks claim that they are helping mitigate COVID transmission. And when I asked that question specifically, show me the studies. The truth is, is the Health and Human Services, the HHS, says directly when you reach out to them on their official documentations that there are not these true scientific blind studies that approve the effectiveness of mitigating this spread at a mass scale that is directly saving the lives of kids. And that's all that I pointed out. But apparently some guy named Phil, who works in an office in California, thinks that, you know, he knows more than me, but that's okay. Phil so, knows a lot more, Elijah. <laughs> Did you not know that? <laughs> Phil's an expert. <laughs> uh, so you guys are, you know, you're what? Are you in your 20s? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're in your 20s. You were born after 9-11 or right around 9-11. So you don't really remember what America was like before. When we could say and ask anything, uh, I didn't understand the world uh, where you could uh silent speech are you guys as shocked as i am that just asking that question with that that everybody knows everybody knows that asking that question got you almost permanently banned from youtube yeah, I think that, I mean, Elijah and I are 90s babies, so I think that we did, in fact, get the tail end of maybe the best time to be alive when things were much more simplistic and people weren't quite so full of vitriol and hostility, and also when big tech was not running our lives. So I would say that I'm I'm not shocked because I've been working in the space, and I dare say, Elijah, I don't want to speak on your behalf, but I dare say that it's the same thing for Elijah, too, that we're not entirely shocked at this point because we have been working in the space for a number of years, and Glenn, I know that you certainly probably are not shocked either. Um, but I, I think given that we are at a point where you actually cannot even ask legitimate questions pertaining to children, because mind you, I think that the emphasis that we place on children, and certainly the emphasis that we place on their innocence and keeping them safe, has gone completely out the window in days gone by. And there's a myriad of reasons for that. Uh, least of all, I think, referring to uh, the way that the left treats kids and uses them as ammunition, which they often do. The fact that Elijah is smart enough and clever enough to sit here and to say, hey, I would like to better understand this topic. And I get that, you know, sometimes we ask these questions facetiously because we know the answers already. We know that masking children is not something that's going to be tremendously helpful for them because, you know, given the rates and spread of COVID and what have you, I don't want to get into that. But, you know, we are at a point where effectively you can be as honest as you want, which is what we try to do. That's, that's what our show's about. We can ask as many questions as we want. But if you upset the people over at Big Tech, they can wipe you from the face of the internet in one fell swoop. That's oh, yeah. very terrifying to us. Very terrifying. This is financially uh, hurt the blaze, financially hurt you guys. Um, it is it is slowed the growth. You're now on uh, uh, big tech's radar, and I'm sure the algorithms are all going to be because I mean I've not seen any show like yours take off this fast. Um, I think on your first show. I think you had 5,000 or 50,000 uh, signups. And uh, and if I'm not mistaken, by show number two, you doubled it. 
I mean, yeah, I think we were already hitting in the six figures of downloads for the show just beginning and getting in the top, I think 61 of all of news, even audio podcasts and also trending um, on YouTube. 51 of all audio. Yeah, 51 of all. So we were beating in two shows. Yeah, Yeah. we we were already beating, uh, you know, like Hannity and different people on, on audio simply because I think people are so tired of understanding that, that they want realness. Yeah. And the point is, is that all I did was ask questions in response to official positions of government agencies. And the fact that that's controversial today says something about the control and the totalitarianism that the American public is facing on a daily basis. And this is why it's not fair. Do you want to know something really stupid that your audience, I mean, big tech and stupid go together pretty well at this point. Hmm. But when they struck us, they struck us against their own terms of service for the same content twice, which they don't do. And then when we fought them and explained to them, look, this what we said is not against your not only against your terms of service, it is not against science, and it is not against the official position of the government. Can't believe I even have to make those arguments to speak freely. But we said that. They go, okay, that's fine. You didn't violate our policies. We'll reinstate one of the videos but we're going to leave the warning and not reinstate the other video. So they admitted that we didn't violate their policies, but they're going to still punish us. And the only thing that only conclusion I can come to, because we're not violating their terms, we're not violating government mandates. We're not saying anything incorrect. And they admitted that, that it's simply because they don't like our position and they don't like who we are and what we say here at the blaze. And I believe it is a personal punishment to warn us that you are on the wrong side and that our eyes are watching you. I can guarantee you that. I, I don't know if I gave you guys the speech, um, you know, when you first came in, but I, I, I pretty much tell everybody that works around me or comes here, you're going to pay a very high price. You're going to, you're going to pay a very high price for doing what you do, especially doing it here. Um, and and I just interviewed somebody what just last week. Um, and I told her she was very excited to come to work. And I said, I want you to take the weekend and think about it because you have a good chance of not getting a normal job ever again, because you'll be blackballed because you worked for me. Yeah, but it's worth it though. I mean, I think that's the fact of the matter is it's completely worth it because if you are pushing the envelope and if you are pushing the right ideas and correct and truthful ideas, I think it's worth it. Yeah, it's tough. And um, I think all of us, uh, especially, you know, if you have some sort of a following on the Internet for and you speak about conservative values or right wing values, um, it certainly can get challenging. But I still think it's worth it. I don't Uh, know, Elijah. I don't know if you agree with that, but I certainly do. I, uh, I don't think that I couldn't live in lies. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Mm. Um, One last thing. Are you, because I, 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 we have learned to do certain things when we have to ask questions that we know we're going to get hammered for. We don't put them on because the blaze will put any honest question on. I don't care what the answer is. I don't care whose side wins because of it. If it's an honest question and we're searching for honest answers, that's what you're supposed to do. Are you guys going to uh, change the show at all and do the <laughs> hell uh, real? No, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. no, no. What we're what we're going to do, and I'll tell you this for, for your listeners, this is very important. Is um, we uh, at Blaze 
I know that the people that that are the big higher ups, the honchos, the, the guys up there looked at us, and I can tell your audiences genuinely, nobody came to us and told us, change what you're doing, um, don't say this, don't say that. They just said, we're with you, we back you, and even to show our support more, while we were offline and we were not able to produce the show, they were still like, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna keep this live on blazetv.com, and they decided to offer an amazing deal. I think you, the code is Glenn25 yeah. uh, for $25 off to get a membership at blazetv.com. And if you use that, that is like the best deal I've heard in a long time. It's the best deal we've ever offered. Yeah, see, and we're going to come together. And we're going to say, we're going to we're gonna fight back against big tech and make the content even more accessible. And we're going to give people that opportunity to join the battle and join together because it is a cost, not just for the people in the content, not for the people making the content, but you know this just by watching the wrong things, like with the Hunter Biden story, mm-hmm. sharing the wrong story is enough. No matter if you have two followers or two million followers, they will target you and they will ban you and punish you. And so we cannot trust big tech platforms. They will censor us into submission until we join together and get behind each other like at blazetv.com. And that Glenn 25 offer is amazing. A lot of people have joined. They've come and they've supported us and we are showing big tech that they will not silence us. Amen, brother. Thank you. It's great to have you two uh, working side by side with us. So we, I really love it. I love it. You guys are really great. Uh, again, it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn25. Uh, this is the place where free speech lives on. Sponsor this half hour is Goldline. I want you to envision a world in which your dollars are worth only a fraction of what they used to be. You got stacks of cash. We got plenty of money, but nothing our money can buy. It is the same thing that uh, people have gone through before. Uh, in the United States and elsewhere. And this has happened to us two or three times, I think. We've had to change our money. Well, what happens? Usually, you can lose about 40%, 30 to 40% of your, your value of your dollar. This time, it's going to be equitable. So it depends on who you are, on how much you lose. I'm planning on, oh, probably 70% of my dollar will be <laughs> lost. Because uh, I'm just not in the right category. Are you? May I recommend, please, that you call Goldline now and find out about precious metals. They perform well and they can protect you in times of inflation, which are here. Times of catastrophe, which is right around the corner. To uh, fortify your portfolio, either with physically delivered precious metals or physical metals held in your retirement account. Self-directed IRAs or other investment vehicles. Learn more today. Call Goldline at 866-GOLDLINE. They're waiting for your call now. Please do your homework on this now. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Do you remember when we had Ian Hersey on the very first time? Do you remember that? It was Back on at CNN? CNN. Jeez. Um, Headline news, by the way. Yeah, she was, <laughs> she was uh, as she still is, an incredibly brave woman. Oh, yeah. Uh, she escaped from, where was it? Somalia? Nigeria? She was, she was in a Muslim family, and they were going to uh, uh, ship her off to her husband, and she was young. And she gets into the uh, airport where she has to get a connecting flight she's somewhere i think in the netherlands and uh she takes off all of her islamic garb 
and changes her name and just kind of blends into society. She educates herself and then she becomes a member of parliament. And uh, she becomes very outspoken right after 9-11, probably 2004. And I met her when she had just left or was still in parliament. And I would never forget I've had secret service around me. I've met, we've met with presidents and mm-hmm. all kinds of people. Uh, she's the only one that had security that stood literally right next to the camera lens. Um, her life was so threatened all the time. Uh, and all she was doing was telling the truth. And she's continuing to tell the truth now today. We talked about Afghanistan and what was happening in our own country you know, she lived, um, she lived maybe, I don't remember, Denmark. Uh, and then uh, she came here to the United States and she chose to live here in the United States. And she has such a great viewpoint on who we are and what we're about to forget. You want to see Ion Hersey Alley. It's the podcast. It's available now on Blaze TV. You can download it and watch it. It is a don't miss podcast. The Glenn Beck podcast now blaze tv.com slash Glenn. If you're not joined us yet, our biggest discount ever Glenn 25 use that that uh, promo code save 25% now. This is the Glenn Beck program.